And here we go. We're recording. Ruben. What's up? My goodness. It's almost as if we're turning this into a habit. This is crazy. This is crazy. Season two. Two. This is season two of Figure Poison. We have a new location, too, which is insane. I, I think it's very important that we give a shout out to Clandestine. Clandestine Brewery. Thank yeah. you so much for having yeah. us. Thank you can you. even see in the video, we're outside. We're like, can, can you see? I mean, you can see. Yeah, that a fence I think they can me. make out that it's definitely patio esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. in front of a brick wall. You get the Seinfeld over here. It's Ruskin. I don't even know the melody, but it's I know more, there's a. I, bow, 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 bow. Yeah, it, the melody doesn't matter. It's just like. What's the deal with softballs? He's like, I don't like colleges. He's weird. He married a kid. Oh, he did. I wish I think she was 18, but it's like, like chill out, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's the second season. We got, I mean, I can't say crazier, like, competitors, because that's, you know, we had some insane ones in season one. We got some great people coming up for season two. Uh, I, I know that I'm super excited. BMO, are you excited? Oh, that's right. BMO's not here. BMO, that goofus. And you know what? For a minute, I was actually really bummed because I said, oh, I forgot to introduce BMO. <laughs> oh, BMO, and, are you upset I- about that? Oh, Bimo. Bimo, you suck, right? Bimo, we know that I'm like way funnier than you, right? He's not disagreeing to yeah, anything he, tonight. Wow, you're on This it, is Bimo. the most amiable I've ever seen yeah. Bimo in the history of the Tanked uh, podcast. The audio listeners are going to be like, I don't get it. Why is Bimo being so polite? <laughs> <laughs> the video people are going to be like, oh, because Ruben's yeah. an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's funny. I didn't even realize there's stuff that will not translate oh, yeah, into no. audio format. I mean, I've been doing a podcast for, what, like a year and a half? There are things where, like, I'll make a face or I'll do something with my yeah. hands. I'm like, this means nothing. Yeah. This means absolutely nothing. It is an audio medium. Yeah. And people need you to act out and speak yeah. out every single thing you're doing. Um, uh, so for the audio listeners, look, hey, the joke is... BMO sucks. This is an empty microphone. <laughs> this is There's no BMO. <laughs> The joke is BMO didn't show. Uh, okay. I can't say BMO did. It's not like BMO just skimped out and like didn't yeah. show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BMO accidentally booked another show on the same day. So he's yeah. running two shows. He's running this guy and that. So he's, do, he's doing what he can. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he realized after like that he booked the other one that he already booked it on the same day. Pick your poison. What are you going to do? And I think ultimately if we just set aside our own goals and the fact that I am maniacal and I want tanked podcast to be top of the charts at all times. Yeah. If we separate that, uh, it's good for the it's good for the scene to have multiple showcases. Yeah, why not? On a Tuesday. Exactly. On a Tuesday. Exactly. So uh, ultimately, it's good for the South Bay comedy scene that BMO is hosting another show. And, you know, I everyone on that lineup I love too. But this, let's lineup. talk about this lineup. Let's talk about this lineup. We Fuck got his show. Yeah, his <laughs> dumb In summary. Show. More like... <laughs> It's, he calls it, okay, you know, to be honest, though, like Figure Poison, good name. Yeah. He calls his the BMO case instead of BMO showcase. Case. Yeah. That's pretty clever. It is clever. That's clever Indeed. Enough. Oh, cool. I, what, wait, what happened? Oh, no worries, no worries. My phone, I have Jacob running the door for me, and I asked the phone went to, oh, now it's on my credit card. Good. Oh, there he's we just, go. He's just paying for people's. Oh, he has to scan people's tickets. Yeah, he's, it's fine. Shit. Oh, so are you okay? We could do, do this. No, 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 Let's no, go no, through no, the lineup. Let's go through the lineup. We got Jorge Sanchez. Yes. Love him to death. Love him. Clay Newman. Yep. Killer. Killer. Jeff Applebaum. Love him to death. Oh, man. Uh, who else we got? BJ Rankin and Kyle Hovland. With Tyler Standard coming in and doing the uh, doing the halftime. My head may explode. It's going to be insane. Yeah. Because, like, just the insanity level that we have tonight. But in, like, a good way. I'm not yeah. like, these people are crazy. Yeah. I love these people. But yeah. it's going to get weird. 
It's going to get very weird. Yeah. I, I think every single one of those, there's a stream of improv yeah. thread running through their heart. Yeah. To some extent. It's an improv heavy night, so I really don't know. Yeah. And, I, and I wrote some weird topics, man. I, I've, I've what? Wrote, you? No, you wrote I know, some weird right? topics? What? I don't, you know what? One of these days, uh, a pick your poison is just going to be like, all of the topics are going to be so bland. It's going to be like books. <laughs> oh. Like it's going to be like Jeopardy categories. The most open-ended, just yeah. a noun. Cars. We're just doing nouns. Yeah. Happiness. <laughs> Adjective. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. They're just nothing. And people are like, how yeah. do I riff off of this? And it's like, you could literally write down fill in the blank. Yeah. Here. Just, I don't care what you say. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Um, you could just write Ruben sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be here. I quit the show. I'm done. <laughs> Who's he quitting to? It's his show. I know. Uh, that would be great. I, I now I have a couple. I don't, see, I I'm so tired. I don't even remember some of the ones that I have. But there's some weird stuff. It'll it'll be good. Right. Um, we like it weird. Yeah, I mean, why here, not? Right? Like here at Pick Your Poison, it's we like fun. It weird. It's different. It's gonna get exciting. Um, I'm so excited to be at this new brewery. I I'm so excited for this lineup tonight. We just have some insane lineups for season two, and like like next month is just as crazy. Uh, again, I know I've said it on previous ones. We have some insane people signed up for this for. The coming months, and and you'll know when they when the lineups get announced. You'll know that that's what I'm talking about. But uh, I mean, I'll just say right now, we got people with TV credits that are doing this show, which is insane. That's beautiful. Uh, that people want to do this show and they have TV credits, and they're like, "Yeah, I'll do your weird little brewery show." And I'm like, "Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Here's money, please. Yay." Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm so excited. Like, there there are people that I'm I'm reaching out to, and like, now how many how many episodes? So not episodes. I'm sorry, this is not episodic. How many? Rounds. Rounds. Yeah. Thank you for the correction. No How many rounds is this season? Five. Five. Five okay. and then the finals. Okay. Got it. Uh, yeah, five in the finals. So we'll see what happens. But. And everyone's going to be at cl- clandestine. Yeah. We're all going to do them all here this season. Season three, we've got a place that we're looking at. Uh, we're, we're jumping season to season. We're moving every season. Hey. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Is there, I'm thinking third week of the month. Or is it last week of the month? So there's gonna be a Christmas show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we realized that. We realized that the, oh, okay. the fourth Tuesday of every month, uh, which was I was trying to avoid the end of the month. I like yeah. having our show in the middle of the month. Okay. Because major holidays don't happen in the middle on a Tuesday. Right. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is a uh, Tuesday. So okay. for December, we're going the the week before. Okay. Uh, but that's the only week where it's different. Everything okay. else is is the fourth Tuesday. Right on. So, people, please plan accordingly. Yes. But also, like, it works, too, right? Because, like, we're, I think we're two, three days before Thanksgiving. I'm expecting that show to be relatively big. Yeah. Because the day before Thanksgiving is the busiest day of the year for bars. We're two days before Thanksgiving. Because everyone comes home and they're depressed that they and have they to don't hang out be with home. their yeah, blood yeah, relatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, we're two days before. So, we could be pretty busy. We could have a pretty full show. Yeah. Which would be dope. It's either stay at home and argue with mom. Or come watch some idiots make yeah. stuff up, like, and yeah. I already have the lineup for that show. That'll be an insane show. Like, I, it's yeah, nice. We're going places. We're going places, Ruben. That is good. So, um, do you want to? What else can we say about today's show, or should we? Bimo, I think Bimo has been Be- looking at his longingly. Yeah. He's just Bimo, and you had some really insightful things you had to say. You just let them all out, man. Oh, interesting. That's really he good, has dude. nothing to say. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> Suck, Bimo. <laughs> I hate you. BMO, you know what? We even brought out the spotlights. Just for BMO. Yeah. We're like, look, BMO, here you are. And then yeah. he just doesn't show. He doesn't You know show. what's funny? As, as I, I swear, this is not a joke or any exaggeration. Like, I, I, what BMO has done for Picker Poison 
is beyond amazing. Like BMO. Like, well, he's a he's a regular energy bunny, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I I created the show, right? But like. It's weird because I, I fully believe that BMO and I are the parents of Pick Your Poison. Like, yeah. sure, the show would not exist without me, but BMO picked it up and ran with it. Yeah. Like, BMO allowed it to happen, and BMO did all... So, so like, like yeah, sure, it's my show, but it, I, I genuinely view it as much as BMO's show as it is my show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go... I'm and gonna I'm, start a, I'm a creepy I'm, uncle. You are, you are a weird little uncle. Yes. Um, all right, we're going yes. to end this, and then we're going to go take care of business, business. Ladies and gentlemen, the next time we are... Uh, here it'll probably be talking to some funny guys. People that aren't me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because right I, I, I usually don't show up for the rest of this. I BMO constantly pops back in. I'm just like always doing my own thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I never have time to come back in here. Well, I'll try. Hosting, I'll try. Hosting does require me a little not, bit of focus. Y- yeah. That um, you can't just come out, hang out with creep, creepy uncle. You can't hang out with creepy uncle Matt behind the corner. <laughs> uh, there's no exits. All the exits are locked. Creepy uncle Matt. That's that's what they call you. Like to your face, they just call you creepy <laughs> uncle. You know there is a. You know what's funny is I'll say this tonight. There's a BMO reference in one of the envelopes. Okay, all good. I'm gonna say is I, I name draw. I use BMO's real name. I use Brian. Yeah, that's in one of the envelopes. Nice. All it is the. It's not just the name Brian. There's a sentence with it, but I wish this was. I wish the improv was live record or live oh i wish or I something wish. during just the improv like obviously they have their yeah. act that they don't want going out there but well, I, would I mean love the improv i mean part. that's my dream right is to sell this to netflix or, or amazon or some sort of streaming service where like you you know your your quote-unquote tv special or whatever is you want to pick your poison so you have that improv thing and like each episode is almost two parts so you'd have episode 1a and episode 1b first part's the improv second part is the, the showcase portion where it's just you doing 15 minutes of your stuff and then Yes. E- each one could be an hour. Like yeah. so yeah. But I would love that. That would be killer. That'd be amazing. That is a good format. Yeah. To so just extend it. Yep. All right, we're gonna go right. inside. Yep, let's wrap. Thank you. Thank you. Kick you things off yet? here. No, no then sponsors. Oh he matters then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think not only do I not have sponsors, Jacob, I don't have listeners. So <laughs> I think Derek's listening. Derek will probably listen. Derek's definitely Shout listening. out to Derek, my man. Thank you, Derek, for that ride last night. It's greatly appreciated. You're 26 years old now. I, I feel like you're just growing up before my eyes. I blink, and all of a sudden, you're an adult. I know, man. I didn't even have facial hair a year ago. Yeah. Now you got facial hair and Jesus hair. I know. You're <laughs> you've come full circle, my friend. No, I legit like I've joked about on stage, but I thought I would look more like a lumberjack than I do, like you know, fucking Lieutenant Dan at this point. Uh yeah yeah you got a lumberjack vibe <laughs> you know yeah. yeah a very compact lumberjack so last night it was your birthday yeah and you you did a little crowd work I did because my material wasn't working dude it was not working it's other jokes I think when you got a guy like that like you had in the audience that's that is wha- the material <laughs> right just save the material for another day well yeah well he was talking about like something about someone some like someone went up at some point something about socks. It was yeah. weird. And I was just like, that guy's got a foot fetish. That guy fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's devolved into the for crowd work. I, I think any time there is an indication of foot fetish in the audience, you have no choice but to zero in on that and just shoot it up like uh, right. AR-15. Just keep shooting, you know? Here's the thing, though. is being in defeat. Is that weird? I don't know what's weird these days. No, I don't judge. I don't judge anyone for anything anymore. Yeah. It to, uh, so to me, personally, it's kind of gross, but I'm not judging anyone. You know what? Like I just don't. Different strokes for folks, but like, 
you can't even get into tip fucking, dude. And like that's I, I find that difficult to get into. You know, it's just like it's just friction. It's just, it's just really is just friction. Like I find it just like frivolous work. Like I don't think geez, there's no superfluous. Yeah, it's very <laughs> superfluous, dude. For sure, it's unnecessary for those of you who don't have a dictionary at home. <laughs> it's not needed. Actually, it's for Derek. It's, it's for Derek. He's no. He goes superfluous right after it was said. Superfluous Derek means it is unnecessary, just like frivolous. It is a synonym. <laughs> now I'm taking you to second grade English, dude. Synonym. I get confused on what a synonym is. Synonym means it's like it's the word. So like you it's know, it's a similar, right? Similar. Yeah, it's just a similar yeah, word. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like. You know, I get mixed up on nouns, adjectives, uh, adverbs, verbs. I get mixed up on all that stuff. I, I think I can put a sentence together, but I can't deconstruct a sentence. Subject, verb, object, sentence. I don't know. That's, Maybe. That's, no, that, that, those are the only two things you need is subject, a verb, and an object. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, do you know, hey, let's take a walk down memory lane. All right, let's do it. Episode two, Am I Making Sense? Oh. Jacob Contreras. Yes. We yeah. smoked from the packs too. We did in the back of your, uh, your Dude, truck. That was one of the hel- most hilarious conversations. After I had that, after I had that conversation with you about super soakers in camcorders. Oh, I've not done that joke since. I I feel like here's what I feel like. That that needs to be in your. Wh- what's the word arsenal, for a couple years from now, because. You know, as yeah. your as your joke writing gets more precise, I think it'll open up some of your stories. And that story, I remember laughing so hard in the truck. That was the studio. Back that was then. the first time I ever like talked about that, like since being a child and like witnessing it. You you, know? you want to know why? Why? You repress the memory. <laughs> I repress the memory, dude. There is so much I've repressed. Yeah, like, me too. I have a lot of patch, a yeah. lot of holes, black holes. I call them yeah. in my memory, where it's. I go. I think. I think that went down, but I'm just gonna go ahead and repress that memory yeah, for now. It's, it's like I, you know, like my dude, like my first childhood memory that I can like honestly think of mm. is definitely like a three like a three session therapy like type deal. You know, it's like yeah. I'm gonna get like my first two weeks therapy is gonna be dealing with that bucket. I'm packing that one memory, <laughs> which I'm not gonna get into right now, but it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like all right. Why well. is that the thing I remember from childhood? Because it fucking wrecked your emotional oh yeah thing. it's like legit like the first memory i have I remember, like i i know like i consciously repressed things as a kid too <laughs> no seriously that's the we didn't see that yeah no because it was probably something that happened in the family yeah well yeah childhood's a tricky thing dude it's <laughs> a tricky you know yeah, that's that's the most understated fucking i don't think i was able to have a childhood comment. really until i was like 18 i think my childhood is like you know what's funny? I, I don't want to turn the podcast into a cathartic therapy session, but I say the same thing. I, my 20s are, are when I really just felt free. Yeah. Because I had a job and I was making money and I didn't have that whatever was happening in the household right. uh, hanging over my head. It was, it was like, no. eject into outer space and then. Just whatever. I felt better. Yeah, dude. No, no. I definitely not trying to make that either. Like, we'll lighten this up in a second. But no, know. no, no. N- let's let's stay on this track. Do you think all people who enjoy stand up comedy and aspire to be sta- and write jokes? Do you think we're all traumatized or fucked up? I think on a certain level, yeah. But you know, like there are exceptions. Like, like us in the like Chris Lee's podcast, and he's always talking about how a happy childhood he had. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and like he talks about like not doing like being straight edge, like not doing drugs or drinking. Like, really? Like that. Yeah. 
And his parents didn't beat him, or no? His parents like if you do drugs, that's your choice, and some some shit like that, you know. Mm. And it was like whatever, like my like I, I grew up like around some shit, dude. Like, yeah. Like like I said, like I wasn't like able to have a childhood. I was like eighteen, and I moved out, and yeah. like went to college, and then now I was I've left college and like moved back home. So, yeah. I mean, but that's like be kind of really just figuring things out. Like that started like fucking eight years ago. Yeah. And that's like. I had so, like, like I had like no social skills too, and I was like like eighteen, seventeen too. So it's just like, it's all been a trial and error, man. It's all this has been. Yeah, yeah. No, that's all. That's really all anyone can do. Yeah, Dude, speaking of social skills, you're about to host a uh, fucking open. Dude, mic. I am excited, dude. This I'm also so fucking like scared at the same time. Yeah. Off the hook wow. comedy. Uh, off the hook, sports bar and grill. Just gotta throw the plug in now. Cam- right. Campbell. Campbell. We don't have the address, but fucking Google it, bitches. If you can't fucking find twenty three sixty nine Winchester Avenue. Oh shit! Dude, somebody actually hit me up today. I put their like reminder on Facebook and the bacon page. Like, hi, pre sign up for next week. And I was like, That's your life now. I was like, No. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, I now I like it's a small glimpse into what's my life going forward and like what Pete, Atu, and Jorge deal with every fucking week. Yeah. I mean, people wanting a spot. Well, are you going to allow pre signups? Yeah, I'm going to do just. I think Otto gave me the best advice. So I'm going to do is just like tell people to comment on the post or like Facebook message. But whoever does it first, they answer, they get the spot. Yeah. You know, and then P gave me some pretty good advice too. Like, you know, the people like, I got to be up in the morning and shit. And you're just like, look, if you're going to put somebody up and like, if they get like, you know, like somebody you know and like, yeah. you know, they want to go up early and asking for that favor, just make sure you know that person's going to do it for you. Oh right! It's like you know what? That's that's good because I definitely know who would do that for me. Yeah. But I also know who wouldn't do it for me. So I'm just like. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'll deal with that when I get to you. Know, I'm not gonna make imaginary problems in my head and shit. But it's just like, yeah. but I'm glad I do. I'm so excited, dude. I think it's gonna help me turn the corner on a lot of premises that I really want to. Like I'm trying to distance myself. Like I've done less pot jokes. If you've noticed. Like in yeah, the last I year. I've noticed that. And like I'm trying to away from dick jokes. Like I'm just trying to like. Trying to like away from hack your stuff, you know, like a year in, like yeah. I'm really trying to work out that bit on Satanism. I, I did it last night, fucking bomb. But that's like the ninth or twelfth draft I've done on that. And I'm trying yeah. to work out this other thing, like conflict, like conflict-free chocolate. Oh, so yeah. So like yeah. I'm just like trying to hopefully use this as a way like to turn the corner because like I've tried to like I haven't written a, like all the jokes I've written the last month or half two months they've all bombed all the new ones. Huh? That's kind of the way it is. Last yeah. night I tried to I, actually I went up with one thing I wanted to talk about. I didn't even necessarily have a joke. I just wanted to tell a story about this camping thing, and it troubled me. <laughs> so I said I just want to get up there and talk about it. Yeah, I had I think I had two potentially punches in the story, two or three, but I was just wanting to go up and say. This is what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I feel and it. And it bombed. It, 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 well, people were just staring at me, you know, the the blank Jorge stare. Yeah. Where you, people were looking at you, what's what's going to happen next? And it didn't go anywhere. Stoke but I'm going to keep the premise because it was such a bizarre fucking thing yeah. to have happen that how can you not try and work it out on stage? I have to work it out on stage. No, I, I completely agree with you, dude. Like, I have a story, like, it's probably the only story I'm really trying to work out in terms of, like, a joke. Yeah. It's just like I can like kind of like get that muscle a little flex, but it's like legitimately it happened. Like the story I was telling last night uh, was like about like committing a breaking entry. And I was like eight and like using an above ground pool at a friend's house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and then like me having to like me like shrieking down like 
this block and like tidy whities like as an eight year old who had extremely buck teeth like it looked legit like fucking Timmy Turner dude from the Fairly Odd Parents. But it's a little like after your time of like adolescence yeah. and childhood, but it's uh-huh. like so like it's just so absurd, but it actually happened. I know it's fucking funny because like when I was a kid, I was embarrassed to death about like this story being told because yeah. like I remember showing up to school the next day and like my friend Brandon who I was with to like shout out to Brandon fucking we did a B and E or eight yeah. fucking I, I have a confession. I yeah. did B and E when I was in elementary school multiple times. Yeah, well, it's different. It's like a tunnel when you're a kid, and it's like, oh, fucking, yeah. it's whatever, you know? No, I literally, uh, I'm not going to share it on the podcast. We'll talk about this off air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there were things that I did that I had no guilt whatsoever because I just wanted to do this thing. So you're a sociopath as a kid? Um, I think kids are sociopaths. A little bit. I So I'm around kids a lot. I think this empathy muscle where you think, oh, man, that might be fucked up. It really doesn't come in until eight or nine. And even then, depending on how uh, how much you're interacting with adults, because l- let's face it, I mean, I was raised in the '70s and '80s. It, it was like Lord of the Flies, dude. You're I growing just up in the heyday of punk rock and fucking. Dude, I just fucking ran around. Yeah. I didn't. I had no parental input other than um, yelling, "Matthew, it's dinner time." Dude, I could see you as like a punk. I like, was punk. You were I, w- I was. Pu- I, I mean, I was everything because. You know, the 80s, we had a good, uh, just the metal scene in the 80s. Oh, yeah, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, things like that. Yeah, hair was pretty metal, dude. Hair metal, and I was pretty Judas young Judas Priest. Judas Priest, um, and I was I was skateboarding a lot in elementary school and middle school. And then, but in high school is when hip-hop first started really blowing up. Oh. I, mean, I mean, we had Run DMC in the 80s, but it didn't hit white America until, I would say, when, you know, Bands like NWA were going mainstream. So anyway, Public Enemy. Public Enemy. Huge influence on me as a middle schooler yeah. and early high schooler. Uh, Public Enemy was a huge influence on me. And uh, so I, I kind of had uh, I had all of those different, different influences. But uh, what was I going to say? I forgot where I was going with this. But ultimately, I had no parental fucking anything. Right, right. Mm. So we just... We did fucked up shit, man. <laughs> nah, I feel you, dude. Like, I was I, I, I was pretty much raised by a single mom for, like, the first 12, 13 years of my life, so. Yeah, I want to ask you a question off air. We're not going to go on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a, about one of our um, podcasts we did, and I have a question about something. But anyway. Oh, if it's about the drinking thing? No, 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 no. Oh, we can talk about that later for sure. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well, if you listen to the last podcast I was on, about contemplating drinking. Right now, I'm on the twilight of my, my drinking. October 6th is my hard stop date, and then. Dude, I might be there with you. The on, the only reason I drink is to support venues. Yeah. But I can do that by paying for seltzer water. Or buy someone a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just be like, hey, um, just like, the bartender, like, hey, I want to buy somebody a beer. Just like, pick a random person later on, just fucking have them the beers on me or something like that. You know, just, yeah. I'm sure there's ways to do it. Like, just, just drop a 10. Yeah. Or like, 15 or 20. Plus, like, I've started, I drink those, uh, I took last month off of drinking before I actually committed to, like, being like, I'm going to quit soon. Yeah. Uh, and I was drinking, like, those Heineken, like, double zeros, dude, and I was sitting down watching a other game with my pops. And, like, it felt the same. It really just felt the same. I yeah. mean, after, like, two, you're just like, I'm bored of this, and you're like, I'm going to get a soda. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. But they, they fucking, they taste just like Heineken's, bro, so, like. And there's no alcohol? There's no alcohol. Okay. They're actually hard to kind of find, dude, because they run, like, they're super popular, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, fanning, like, I'm just going to keep a six-pack of ad in my fridge every once in a while. No, I'm not going to drink it like I fucking compulsively drink alcohol, so. 
No, I think it's a good move. Yeah. I, I think, look, man, again, no judgment. No judgment oh, yeah. on anything. I think alcohol is a good drug. I think all these other drugs, good drugs. But if you can just coast by on nothing, that's kind of the way to go. Yeah. I mean, my dad's NAAA, all that shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't plan on going to meetings, uh, but I do have a strategy of how I'm going to keep myself, like, um, like even, like, kilted. It's like I'm pretty much going to pay myself, like, to not drink. So, like, every time I think I'm going to go out, like, for example, I right, go to the caravan, right, cash-only bar. Yeah. So, like, you know, I go to buying, like, a beer is, like, $8 there, right? But, like, I have to pull out technically 23 20 for, like, the cash and 3 for, like, a transaction on the ATM, you know? Yeah. So, I think just from now on, like, I'm going to put that 23 bucks into, like, a savings account and use it for something, you know? Yeah. That's just the like, way to go. You know, that way it's, like, look, like, because that way, like, I just spoke on psychology a while back, and, like, I, um... So, like, it just like, creates, like, a transaction in your mind, you know? Like, there's a value to, like, what's happening and, like, what's going on. So, like, it changes the psychology situation as opposed to, like... Well, it's a... Uh, what's this called? It's... You're etching a new habit, right? Yeah. And that habit may still impact your wallet, but it's a healthier impact. Well, like, wallet. here's the thing, man. Like, I don't mind being candid on, like, the podcast or whatever, because... Fuck it. If, like, anything happens in life, it's just going to guide me to doing this more full-time. And, like, yeah, yeah. I have great customer service skills, so I don't mind weighing tables. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be fucking pointless for my... Oh. Le- on that Student point, loans. there's always a job. Oh, yeah. There's, it doesn't matter what kind of shit came out of your mouth. Someone's going to pay you for something because there's always a job out there that someone doesn't want to do. And take. I was thinking, too, about how much I love Cheers and how much, how fucking cool Sam Malone is. I don't know if you ever watched Cheers growing up, dude. Of course. Yeah. yeah again, dude. 80s kid. Yeah, yeah. 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 I so watched I, Cheers all the time. Yeah. So I was like, I liked, I liked Woody, too. Yeah. So, like, I don't mind, like, so I can be around alcohol and, like, not drink. Like, like last month, one of my best friend's birthdays, and I didn't drink for that. Yeah, like, I like bought like a pack of uncle beers because like we were at his right. pa- at his house, and had a couple of those. Got bored of those, and then like I think I just left them there. But at the end of the day, I was just like, I can do this. And then like I just took like an edible, like a gummy, and then I was like, I just fucking just coast and just relax, dude. Just it is what it is. Like yeah, I'm like I've been around like hard drugs, and like like I've been in, like a real toxic type situation where I was dating this girl, kind of like just super fucking like not a good situation to be in. But all we were doing was having sex and doing drugs, and I was just like. You know, why is that a bad situation? You know, I it just wasn't. A, it was just like emotionally. It wasn't good for anybody emotionally wise. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I dude. So it. like, we all have one of those. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because here's the thing that here's my take on drugs. As much as I I love different drugs, I do think there's a psychic drain. No matter what the drug, no matter oh. how positive drug. I, you know, there's a lot of people who are really pro marijuana, and I smoke. Just full disclosure, I eat edibles and I do smoke, but it's it's like every now and again. And the reason is, is because it does take it out of you. Oh, dude, I'm a full-on body. The only time I'm not, like, unable to pause when, like, I have to be, like, job, 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 you know, like, doing, yeah. like, my real shit. Like, other than that, dude, I'm, like, like, if I'm off on a date, I'll wake and bake, you know, and just chill yeah. out. But, no, it's, like, all those other, like, all the other drugs, like, I've been around, like, I just, i done them, and then it's, like, there's no urge to, like, go and, like, oh, get more of that, like, just go do that again. I'm fucking, like, yeah, I'm, like, I just don't, it's, like, I do, like, you know, like in college, like like I tried cocaine, right? And there was like no urge to be like, well, I want to do more coke now. Yeah, it's just like, uh, it was what it was, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't get like I don't have like with pot though, dude. Pot, you'd be like, you know, I'm sorry, alcohol is the complete opposite, man. It's just like, you know what? Just fucking, fucking rip another one back, dude. Let's yeah, just yeah. Throw another one back. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, no alcohol and alcohol is insidious because it sneaks up on you. Oh yeah, dude. And Whereas pot, you kind of know, all right, I need to, 
stop. But yeah. alcohol is just like, you know what? One more. Yeah, no, exactly, dude. Because, like, the shots, like, they take, in theory, it takes half an hour for the body to metabolize, like, yep. alcohol, right? Like, so. Well, and also, the thing about drinking is it's, it's like, you know, one drink, then you feel like, oh, two drink won't be so bad. Yep. Three drink won't be so bad. Dude, and that's exactly the problem. Like, I said before, my dad's like, AANA, dude. And like, I don't, like, the drugs don't fucking. They're whatever, just alcohol, dude. I got the yeah. fucking the one, like the bad gene for that, dude. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, well, yeah. Before it gets too late, and I'm ruining like friendships and like yeah, personal yeah, opportunities, yeah. you know, losing so, like, money. Losing yeah, jobs. yeah, yeah. Just like uh, just more of sake of like making sure like I have like my support system kind of just intact still, because like I realize yeah. it's just the same old thing, dude. I'm always embarrassed, but like front, like about last time, dude. Just anxiety and shit. Just it's I'm just over it. So yeah. I'm in my last hurrah. Yep, enjoying it, dude. I think I, I think I'll be there with you. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm 43. <laughs> yeah, do well. And I need I need all the energy I can get, and I think. Alcohol, what I tell people is, like, the next day after I've been drinking, it feels like I've had, you know, sandpaper just ran over my body where I'm just a little bit slower, a little bit less sharp. Yeah. No, I feel you, dude, because, like, uh, today I was struggling to just do anything, man. Like, I lied in bed with my dog most of the day. Yeah. And. Hey, what kind of dog you got? He's like a, like, he's like a chihuahua. He's like the run of his, like, litter. He's, He's super cute, but, like. He's like like looks like really taller. small dog. Yeah, he just looks like he's a puppy for a different breed. Oh, he's okay. like a forever puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so he's like three or four, and so it's like just slide in bed and like we just listen to like a podcast or like watch TV, and it's like. So he can't go jogging with you then. Oh no, he he's like eighty percent butt, dude. Yeah, he's like such a small dog, but he's like. You'd 80. end up dragging him. Yeah, my mom started taking him over like this overpass with live by him, so he like walk him and shit. Oh, but, like, okay. He likes to pee on everything, like every like uh, he's one of those dogs. So walks. chihuahua. Yeah. Fucking pissing on everything. Yeah, dude. Chihuahuas. So. I mean, like, actually, I got fucking ripped last night, dude. Fuck yeah, it. it was rough. It, dude, I was like... I don't well, I bought you one, and then I realized, oh, everyone's buying him one. Maybe I shouldn't buy him two. Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> Rachel offered to buy me a drink. Like, right after I took a shot, the Birdman sent over to me, and just like... I was like, I don't drink hard liquor usually. Yeah. And if I do, um, I gotta get one of these before I fucking quit, too. Yeah. Fucking, I, gotta get a, I gotta get a good scotch in. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I love, I, dude, fucking, I love scotch. Like, okay. scotch, scotch, and, like, you take the cigar butt, you put it in there, and you fucking... Oh, I never done that. Dude. I never done that. Yeah, I'm gonna do one more of those for a fucking... Friend. I never much liked cigars. I like cigars. Cigars are fun. Yeah. Cigars are a good time. But they make you shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. could be a good thing, depending on your constitution. Depending on your constitution, yeah. I mean, I've had, like, a spicy-ass cigar. Yeah. So, like, like it gets kind of, like, rougher to hit, you know, and, like... For those who don't know, like, you smoke cigars, you leave the smoke. Yeah, yeah. Getting, like... It's just a... Yeah, right. You, you don't go... <laughs> hold it in a little bit, like, but you're not going to inhale that shit, otherwise you're going to... Oh, no, it. you'll vomit, yeah. right? Yeah, you'll vomit. Dude. Like, like what's up with blunts? I used to smoke blunts. And I, I remember the last it's time a I tobacco, smoked a blunt... Dude. Oh, dude, I was vomiting so bad it's the last tobacco. time I um smoked a blunt. And that was in my 20s. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I haven't touched them since. Anytime someone... Anytime I see something coming my way with brown paper, I say thanks, but no thanks. Dude, fucking, I had this friend in college, right? You out of here? No. no. Oh, yeah, you can jump yeah, in. Come dude. on, Adriana. Yay. Yay, Adriana's here. We're talking about blunts. Yeah, dude, so. Wait, is that your friend or? Do you want to come? Oh, in? okay. Okay, all right. all right. Well, dude. I actually got to go pull some. I got to get some of the comics in here, too. All right. Um. 
that would have been a good timing for you guys to chat and me go pull people in. But I also, I don't like, you know, I'm not a pushy guy. I don't want to push people into the podcast. No, I feel it, dude. So I just sit here and podcast and then sometimes people show up. But here's the thing. The format is different here. Okay, I, I won't even edit this out. Yeah, this could be even a separate podcast on its own. I, <laughs> I don't, you I, can do this a two for a You can canvas one for later. No, no. I think this one I might can for later. If no one shows up, this isn't going to be a tanked podcast. This is going to be an Am I Making Sense with yeah. Jacob and Matthew. Um, because I feel like uh, maybe maybe I should pause it and see if there's any. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be pushy. If they <laughs> want to come back, they know. They know We were all chatting over here, yeah, right? Dude. So they're having fun. They're doing something. You know, the show's still going on, so. It's still going on. You know, I was going to, oh, I was going to say, I'm not know about the blunts and shit. Dude, I have this friend fucking this wild guy, man. You take American Spirits, Uh-oh. right? Yeah, so he had this bong, this fucking old dirty bong he'd never clean. But he had this, like, super deep, like, bowl for the bong. Yeah. So what he'd do is he'd put, like, basic marijuana. He'd put, like, like he'd open American Spirit up, put a tobacco in it on top of that. Yeah, I've had then, people do that. Then layer it yeah. again, and then, like, he'd put, like, a yep. layer of keef on that, and then just go, and you take it like you pack a full bowl, a bowl, yeah. And you take it as a snap, and I was like, "The fuck!" And then he, I, I did it once, dude. What happened? Um, there's one time I definitely yacked. There was another time though. I wasn't there for this, but two of my best, two of my really good friends were. They did it with them. One of the guys got so high he passed down on the couch, and then he forgot his name. Wow. I've been, so back in the early 2000s before, it, we had medical cards, but most of it was still all underground, illegal, and um, I was smoking this weed called uh, BC, British Columbia, because yeah. they were known for the best, uh, highest THC count. That, that's what it was, highest THC count, and like, I would just have people over to my apartment, and we would just hang out or whatever, so weed would exchange hands. And so I always had weed in my, um, yeah, in my in my freezer. And, and there was this one time where there was a guy I liked to get high with. He was a DJ. He was a Japanese dude who was a reggae DJ. <laughs> Steve Aoki? No, not Steve Aoki. No, for a Japanese dude from Japan, not oh. Japanese American, like J- Japanese dude. Anyway, he's he was going through my weed one time. Hey, hey, what's up, Tyler? Let me see if I can open that. We're just. Of course. <laughs> you have to go around. There's a lock on the on the door. Dude, parkour, dude. What would Spider-Man do? They should have parkour that in the badass. Okay, yeah, parkour would have been awesome. Parkour would have been great. And so he all the weed I had, and I literally, yeah. I kept a lot of weed in my freezer, too. I don't know why. Back in the day, I thought you were supposed to keep it in the freezer. So I had <laughs> I had ounces of shit, and he found this one that one of my um, friends had dropped off. Because I don't know why. I think he smoked some of my weed at one point, and then he felt like he needed to reciprocate. Yeah, yeah. And he pulled it out, and it was like this sticky white stuff. And his eyes got big. He goes, <gasps> somehow he identified it right away. I, I think I'm looking back at my friendship with this guy. I'm pretty sure... He did other drugs as well? Oh, he did other drugs, 100%. But I'm pretty sure he was somehow connected to the Yakuza. (laughs) 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 And I'll tell you why. Is he missing a pinky? No, but I... The guy's missing a pinky. I went over to his friend's house on a number of occasions. And he's missing a pinky. No, and these guys, they were... 
hippie Japanese dudes, mm-hmm. but they had a gross system down. And again, early 2000s. Okay. Right? So this was all illegal shit. They were proper Japanese marijuana distributors. Proper. I mean, you walk into their garage and you just have rows and rows and rows of marijuana drying. And in their backyard, they had tarps all over their backyard where they were growing. Anyway, he knew his weed. Yeah. Sounds like it, man. And um, he looked at this one um, bud, one or two buds I had. And he says, oh, Matthew. I can't do a Japanese accent. He goes. It's gonna sound racist either way. No matter what I do, so I'm not. I'm Even just. Gonna good he goes, "Hey Matthew." He says, "Hey Matthew, this is this is the good one. We need to smoke this." And so you know what we did? Smoked it. We water bonged it. Nice. Which, as you know, water bong is a lungful. Oh yeah, I took a couple ropes before I came over here, dude. Yeah, and needless to say, I was. Existing on a different plane oh of consciousness. Oh yeah, man, that happens. To where I, I was on the couch, and then he, he looked over at me, and he said, "Matthew, are you okay?" And I had a recliner couch, so we were both reclined, <laughs> watching something on television, and we were both reclined, and all I could do was breathe. I was just like, <sighs> but I was so fucking stoned. Yeah, bonkers, and you know there was no THC count back then or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it yeah. was just like. This was British Columbia weed, and my system had never seen anything like that. But this like is the that. good stuff. That was all. That's all you knew, dude. Uh, British Columbia weed one, Matthew's soul zero. Fucking, a, I man. was defeated. Dude, the Canucks got you, dude. The Canucks fucking got you. The Canucks got me in a big way, yeah. and actually, I was scared of that weed, and I didn't smoke any more of it. I think I may have gave, given it to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That's fucking. That's funny, man. Yeah, it was too much for me. I dude. had to tap out. <laughs> You had like a friend who's a connoisseur of weed, and just he's just like, yeah, man, fucking let's just. Oh, uh, you know what? I didn't finish the story. Oh. So anyway, I tell the guy who gave it to me a couple of days later. I say, hey, man, was that shit you gave me laced? And he goes, no, that wasn't laced. That was just BC. Okay. Okay. And I go, yeah, that's what my friend thought. But I said I acted. I. I. It took me a day to recover. Right. And I said this. I just, I couldn't move. I couldn't think. I, I said, I was fighting to breathe. That's what I told him. Oh, shit. I said, I was fighting to breathe. And then he goes, well, how did you, did you roll a joint? Did you take a, a use a pipe or something? I go, no, I, I used a water bong. And he goes, oh, he said, this weed is for sipping, not <laughs> yeah. drinking. Yeah, you shotgunned <laughs> it, bro. By all accounts, you shotgunned that son of a bitch. I did shotgun it. In, like a t- in a terrifying way. That's like taking a fifth of whiskey and then just being like, fucking down the hatch. Here we exactly. go. Exactly. That's what happened there. And so I learned my lesson. And I, but now I smoke. I Then I, I had a medical card after that, a couple years after that. And so you kind of knew what you were getting. And now it's all legal. So yeah. I just. I mean, it's not even taboo anymore, dude. No. Fucking, you get it's not taboo. And you know what you're getting into. That's the thing. You know THC count. If you get edibles, you know the milligrams. So everything is kind of like uh, I can I can get away with this yeah. much, and I'm again I'm a 43 year old man with a job, with children, with a wife, and so I kind of have to you know just take my shots. Not 26 with like limited responsibilities. Nope, nope. And I think when this happened, I was probably 24 or 25, it, so even younger than you. It's funny how like regardless of how you would have smoked that pot, you would have still like gone to the situation where you're just on the couch high with your friends hanging out. Yeah, yeah, 100. percent Yeah. <laughs> 
I think probably this was around the time there might have been some Blair Witch promotion oh, happening. I was like, so maybe we were watching something like that. Okay. Is it, is when the, did Blair Witch come out? Actually, I think it was like ninety nine. Okay. Like All right. That. There we go. That sounds about right. Yeah, I was like six or seven when that came out. Blair Witch. Yep. When did it come out? We're gonna go to IMDb. Not the 2016 one. No. no, thank you. What is the original? The original one. 99. 99, yeah. You're right. So I think it was around this time. I remember being scared shitless, dude. I was Fucking like... Fucking shit, I'm old as fuck, man. Dude. That was 20 years ago that this story happened. You know, what's funny about that is it's like such a universal thing, dude. Like, I went on this Tinder date with this chick of like a couple years back. Okay. And she had like, you know, hobbies and shit, and this before I started doing stand-up, and I was like, yeah, I play guitar every once in a while, but, you know, I hang out with my friends a lot. She's like, oh, you know, it's one of those guys that hangs out with their friends, goes over, smokes, and just sits on their couch and watches TV. I was like, this isn't going to work out. <laughs> well, uh, you just described exactly what, I'm, uh, what I am. Yeah, that well, is the kind of she's guy. described like 80 per- Hey, get on in here. Well, dude, like, when you, like, take such a blanket approach to that, it's like, yeah. you describe 80% of the people who live in California. Yeah, like, yeah. If you're not, like, smoking pot every so often, you're kind of in the minority. Yeah. Which... Uh, you're right here. Yeah, for him. So you smile into that one and, and look pretty. Looked beautiful. Oh, he always looks beautiful. And I turned on the uh, microphone. I didn't mean to interject. Go ahead. With my shitty stand. So oh, Jorge, yeah. he's not going to let I, things I, I, slide. I can't hear myself. Really? Are no. you serious? I can't even hear you guys. Oh, wow. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll I fix that. That is... I think it's just my head my headgear. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, try it. Now, what uh, about now? Yeah, not, now I can hear you guys. Okay. Yes. Nice. All right. We are good. Uh, so did you finish your set already? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well done, my friend. How yeah. did you like it? Uh, better than the first half. <laughs> okay. Way better than the first half. <laughs> what was the most yeah. memorable thing you pulled out of the envelope? Do you have one that even... Mine s- podcast. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I roasted you a bit about. You know what? Which that nobody got. I, I no, laughed. Nobody I laughed got. at it. Yeah, yeah. You got well, me. The, the only lie. P- nobody laughed at that set at all. Well, Adrian didn't laugh. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> which, which, which I told you, right? Yeah, she, she was, so I, I use Adriana as my barometer because she was laughing at everybody. Yeah. So, okay, if I can make her laugh, that means I'm doing well. Yeah. She did not laugh at all, so so I did not do well. I feel like I feel like <laughs> almost it, what was happening was almost foreshadowed by our discussion it early. Earlier. It was. Because, because earlier— and I, Now I, I feel I, bad. I, earlier I asked him who did the worst so far <laughs> on the show— <laughs> And tonight we learned I did the worst. So, well, no, I was talking about how I I feel bad for the young lady I brought up. She kept apologizing up there. It's it's like oh, it's not your fault. It's mine. Relax. Yeah, yeah. Well, it could go either way when you bring someone from the audience up, but it is a bold move. I thought that was clever. I like that. I was like, it was clever, but it's bold. Well, I I try to go for the familiar because that's what I do for Scotty. Yeah. So I went for the familiar, and Uh, I I was just, I mean, like I said, I have so many excuses running through my head. But at the end of the day, I just, I just. Just couldn't find the right right rhythm. Well, I was a bit off. Ultimately, it's the whole thing is just meant to be goofy and fun, and I think you were goofy I'm, and fun. That's, so. No, that no, I think that's the problem. Is this is meant to be goofy and fun, and I am not naturally goofy and fun. Wow. Oh. So I think that's what they need to work on. I need, I need to get more goofy and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I feel that's, that. Dude. That's my goal for next year. 
I feel that. I'm a, I'm a bit of a stoic, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're probably, like, there's a point I'm like, okay, this is getting too depressing. <laughs> no, no, this is not good. This is well, not when you throw <laughs> when you throw out, am I making sense? You literally, you two people relate to you in the audience. <laughs> I know, I know. Because <laughs> it was me I and know. Jacob. Go, yeah, he mentioned I my thought, podcast. I thought you had such a big fan base. That's all. No, no, I don't have any fan base. In fact, we may as well be talking into ketchup bottles right now. You know, because now is a good time to promote my solo podcast, which is just on my phone and me rambling in traffic trying to work Dude, out. Dude, when jokes. is that podcast gonna? When it's is that never podcast coming out? There's like two episodes on my phone right now, like 20 minutes of me talking about having a crush as an adult's weird. Just fucking release it. Just fucking release it. like gold material. <laughs> no, well, it might get canceled in the future, but that's okay. You know what? Fuck it. I was telling Matthew about this earlier. Like, the worst that comes happens is like I have good customer service skills, so I just wait tables. Mm. I'm fine well, with that. Here's my here's my thing about podcasting is. I don't think anyone has come up with a method that makes you a good podcaster yet. So here's where you're a musician, right? You're, we're both we're uh, all musicians to some extent here. So there there yeah, is a really. path that yeah. has been beaten for thousands of years of people learning music. And so to some extent, anyone who picks up an instrument is riding on the shoulders of all of the people before them who put in the effort to try and systematically understand how to make good music. Podcasting, I would argue, we are not there yet. I don't know what makes a good podcast. But here's the thing. The same thing with music. You don't get better at music by not playing music. You don't get better at podcasting by not podcasting. So my, my rebuttal to what you just said there would be, it doesn't matter what you think of it. You should still post it. It might be shit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, am I making sense? I've done, this is probably like my 60th or 61st episode or something. I'm pretty sure 58 of those are shit. But I, why stop doing it? Well, Jorge's a veteran podcaster around He's here. He's a veteran podcaster. You know what's so weird? A podcast fan of mine came in today. I, you were there. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah. she said the same thing I'm thinking. Uh, when yeah. is your podcast going to come back online? I, I was like, man, that's that's one way to let a fan down tonight is just seeing me bomb on stage. No, but I think I got her back in the second half. Uh, well, was she even a guest on your podcast at one point? Yes, she, she was. Okay. She was, she was a very talented artist. Okay. Um, visual artist, musical? Visual artist, painter. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the great so. thing about your podcast is it, it pretty much honored and served the entire South Bay artistic community, not just com- comics. Because am I making sense? Let's face it. It's just for all us jokers. I, I, I think that's what makes it fun, though. Yeah. I, I think I think it's like uh, it's a bit like it reminds me a bit of a tough crowd where like that's a group of friends. Yeah. And fans of them get it. Yes. You know, so so people who keep in touch. People on the scene we, we, get it. Exactly. So I, I think that's something you should probably target, just people who hang out at Caravan or Woodhams. That's what I'm like doing. Like just the regulars there, like to yeah. tune in yeah, and yeah. stuff, because I, I think uh, people who, who they'll dig it. Yeah. I dig it because, like, oh, I know who's talking this week. That's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. My friend, he runs a uh, he has a photography-based podcast, but he, but he does, like, pretty much as he caters just to, to like, Photographers like and models within like the area, like the Bay Area. That's it. Ooh, models do tell. Dude, uh, I think he might have done like a few nude shoots. So like the chicks he gets, dude, are pretty fucking hot, dude. You know, so I do some photography and I do want to do modeling, but I'm very insecure about that. I don't know what to do <laughs> with models. Well, yeah, because you know why? We have a. Uh, I'm gonna get really deep here, guys. I'm gonna get really philosophical. Yeah, go balls deep. So- sociological. Sociopathic juggle. Sure, I'm going deep, guys, Words. because there's a um, the American 
thought process is very Puritan. And so we 100%. have a big problem with just the human form. Oh, you're talking about nudity. Yeah. I think you're talking about photography. Well, that, that's what he... <laughs> no, because you said... That's I thought you said you go deep about <laughs> photography. Well, that, he's no, talking I about don't nudity. know shit about photography, but you said you were awkward. So I didn't know if you meant... But I, I didn't... I, actually, maybe like a nude shoot would probably be easier yeah. for me because I'm thinking, what should it? Oh wow, that was a fast. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, and if I have a model a to photograph, thing. what is she wearing? What should she wear? What matches? What doesn't matches? Oh, then her I hair, took us in the wrong the makeup. Direction. I mean, if she was just fucking naked, that's kind of easy, right? You got yeah, nothing to no, worry about. You just fucking. Okay, I took us in the wrong direction. My, f- no, my no. friend had that same issues though when he was doing that shit with the modeling too. Like he yeah. run into that entire thing. He was like, how do I fucking do this or that? Just like, the only thing he told me was, learn as you go. That's the thing. And that's common. Like people glamorize certain things about you know stand up or photography, but at the end of the day, it's just if it's easy, it easily becomes a job. It easily yeah. becomes work. It, it, like the, the whole like, oh my god, I get to see tits and stuff. It's like that goes out the window when you're trying to make something good. When you're yeah, trying to, because you're pressured. You're, you say, how do I make this form? Yeah. It's just a form at some point. Right. How do I make it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's my two cents. Well, I mean, I'm really immature too, so that's probably. <laughs> I'm projecting what I would do in that scenario. You, you're all about the, <laughs> you're about the Puritans. You're going back and blaming the Pilgrims for why we don't no, have the more p- nudity. It is. it is. So I watched uh, this this movie about uh, I think it was called um, it was about Queen, and I think it was called Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. And there was uh-huh. a line in it, and it summarized America really well because I guess they did a video in the '80s. I don't recall this video, but it, where they were all cross dressing. And it wasn't Eddie Mercury's idea. It was one of the other band members. But I guess it got a point. It was very controversial in the States. And one of the band members in the movie, I don't know if he said this in real life, but he said, oh, but this was because it was in the American market. Americans are um, Puritan in public and perverts in private. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that probably does sum up America pretty well. Sure. It's yeah. Porn There's some truth about right that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so there's a reason. Yep. Which kind of, as comedians, are kind of given, uh, we're allowed to be perverts on stage. Yeah, I think to some extent we, it's uh, in the job title to be a little bit. Um, yeah, you got to be a little crude. You got to be a little raunchy. But you, you got to push. You, you you really gotta make the best of it, though. Yeah, you got to be funny too. Exactly. That's exactly. The, that's what I found. Yeah, you, you can't just get up there and talk about your dick for five minutes and not be funny. I mean, like, you should try and be I, funny. I, 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 like for me, it's funny because I'm, th- I'm I'm trying to st- you know I don't know do some good stuff. Yeah. But before I could get there, I have to come up with a couple dick jokes to get there. Yeah. Like I have a new dick joke about the dick swapping app. Oh, interesting. And like before that, it was a dick pic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, so it's it's funny how sometimes you have to go to that side of you of like the crude and the. I think you so. Know, and yeah. th- and then from there, it really. R- uh, other stuff, because once you're in that mindset where you're thinking of joke writing, yeah, other things come. Yeah, uh, like the warm up jokes in your head. Right, right. You know, it's like it's sometimes, sometimes you gotta put out a couple bad jokes. You out know what there. it is? It's joke calisthenics. Uh, that's too big of a word. That's a hundred dollar word. I don't know what the fuck that means. Jacob, if you will, that's is that like a Scientology thing? We haven't. Uh, it's like maybe. exercising. It's like just like body workouts. Like why, can't, push, well, like, why like, can't you just say body workout? Why, it's, why like, like, it's like doing calisthenics, like doing push-ups. Or so in the eighties, calisthenic yeah. was just a word that was th- it was bantered about. Everyone knew the word calisthenics. Like and CrossFit I, these I, days. Spell it. Spell it. Can you spell it? Calisthenics. 
Um, if he can't C- spell it, he can't say it. That's okay, my okay. rule. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, if that's the case, we're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, because dude. I would have to prune this podcast back to about five words. Calisthenics. I think it's C-A-L in stenics. Sure, you win. Dude, earlier we used the <laughs> word superfluous it. and frivolous. I don't think I've I thrown out s- superfluous. Do you know superfluous? No. I'm not trying to brag. Is that a Superman or something? No. Oh, I don't know. It just means unnecessary. Un- unnecessary? Yeah. But it's a better word, superfluous. I remember the first time someone said I was being facetious. Oh. oh. I'm I like, are you, are you calling me a fascist? <laughs> <laughs> it means you're being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I had to double take two and that happened to me the how first about, time. How about the first time someone said, oh, but I digress? Did that throw you? Did you understand? No, you? I understand that, man. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Di- to digress? Digression? Hey. No, the first time, I, I think I was an adult when I heard that and I said, you what? <laughs> Because I had just never heard that in conversation before. Mm-hmm. Huh. So I digress. Well, I think Jorge passed vocab in mil- like middle school, so I think he's okay there. I Yeah, I think you're I think you're, you're probably a pretty sharp dude, if I had to make a guess. I'm okay. I get by. You get by? <laughs> I get by. We all get by. Some of us are getting by better than others. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, but going back to podcast, podcasting is still in its infancy. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways, just like the internet technically is still in its infancy. It is. Um, but I heard something the other day from another comic. They're making the argument that stand-up is the purest form of art. And I disagree. And I, I don't know what it is, but I think culturally, with this new comedy boom, I think people are glamorizing stand-up a little too much. A little yeah. too much. I, I agree with that. Uh and we and I'm glad you stand said up bubble. Then, st- stand up as we as we know it started what less than a hundred years ago. Yeah. Compare that to music, how long? Thousands. Thousands. Years. Yeah, yeah. Paintings, thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Dude, a lot of that stuff too. They have like bases of like in math or like perspective or like s- like they right. have things that they can use to help guide them. Like you just you hope your story's funny, you can captivate an audience for five minutes, and right. hopefully that works. Even filmmaking is older than stand up as mm-hmm. we know it today. Yeah, filmmaking is probably. So how can how can something that's Stand up, I feel still in its infancy. How can that be the purest form if that's that's like a relatively culturally new thing? So I can make a few. I can do point counterpoint on this one because I've thought about this a lot. Throw it at me. Okay, so when Don't they be superfluous so when you're <laughs> so. so I think the sentiment of it being a pure form. Here's what I will say. So I've played m- instruments on stage. I've spoken about subject matters that but I um, more or less. the producer. What's up? You good? Why? Oh, am I in trouble? No. Is it, how many are left? You just give it to me now. I know. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> I don't deserve it, but I'll take it. Uh, no, it's over. It's over. Is, is, does anyone else want to come back here or no? Uh, you can ask. I don't know. They're all out there. I'm making sure I do this for both of them. Okay. I don't. I deserve five. I don't deserve the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's. Uh, Thank I've, you. I've Thank thought you. about this a lot. So. Comedy is the I most. I feel bad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, you're saying comedy. Go ahead. <laughs> don't feel bad. You have to edit this part um, out. Comedy is uh, the most vulnerable. And I read Steve Martin's book. Vulnerable. Yeah, it's the most vulnerable you can be on stage. Because okay, let me give you an example. When I go up and I'm a subject matter expert, so let's say I know um, podcasting, mixing boards really well, and it's a technical subject. If I go up, I'm armed. With a technical uh, something, um, a technical... You're literate. I'm literate. I'm literate in something. And I get up there, and I'm just confident. If I go up there, and I'm a proficient drummer, and I'm just drumming, if I'm a proficient singer, and I'm singing, I have 
But stand-up, you're going up there, and you're just saying, I'm going to mash some words together. And the whole objective of mashing the words together is to get a chuckle out of you, the audience. In that sense, um, I do think there's this level of vulnerability. Steve Martin says stand-up is the crossroads where the ego goes to die. And I understand, in, in the last year of doing this, I understand what ego death means now. Because you go up and you think, oh, I'm a clever boy. And you say some words and people just fucking stare at you. Oh, yeah. And it's fucking well, crickets. Sure. Just like my set tonight. Right. Yeah. Well, and so that, that if, if you can get up and consistently get the. <laughs> right. Then. I was on cue. <laughs> if you can consistently get that. I'm impressed. Then I think you are doing an art form that is almost a black art. However. A black art. Okay. Well, oh, however. Wait. Witchcraft now? Whoa, we're getting racial here. Racially charged <laughs> stuff. Dude, Jorge and I are brown art, technically. Brown yeah, art. yeah. We're, we're browning this up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, well, well, so okay. I think it's a very difficult and esoteric art form, but I don't think it's the purest art form. I think the purest art form is probably... It's something else. It's either singing, it's painting, it's, I, I don't know. All right, Mr. Smarty Pants. Here's my counterpoint. Yeah. I, I, I agree most of what you're saying, except comedy is its most vulnerable in your first couple of years. Because mm -hmm. after a certain point, you should have enough experience and confidence to take on any kind of crowd. With any subject matter? Exactly. Okay. And th and that's something I'm learning. I'm at, I'm at that phase right now. So funny. I wasn't sure if it's Clay Newman or Adriana because the hair, I couldn't tell. Well, they both have afros. Anyway. Adriana coming back. She left her purse. Oh, yeah, she's she has to come back. back. All right. Point I'm trying to make. So point I'm trying to make is I get it. It is vulnerable at first. You're learning things. Uh huh. The same way musicians vulnerable at first when they yeah. just learn. But you can practice in a room yeah. without people right. watching you. Whereas comedy, well, well, you that's have the to game. Get. That's the game. You get vulnerable. Poetry, yeah. kind of similar. You know, if you're performing yeah, poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after a certain point, you need to be confident in your material no matter where you are. Yeah. And, and I, I told you before, I got upset where a guy did not want to do for Scotty because he thought it was clean. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe it's like a year in or whatever. That yeah. makes sense. It was five years in. And I got mad for some reason. I was like, dude, you're fucking five years in and you're not confident doing a clean room? Uh. You go? And that's just me. Maybe that's just my take. But yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the experience you accumulate uh, will be similar to how you're technically literate and you're confident. Yeah. I think kind of the same way. Like Even if you're bombing, it's uh, at some point, you just got to make it entertaining. Yeah. Even if you're not getting laughs, at least you could say. Turn the bombing. At some level, yeah. it, it, you know, I did my best as a performer. Bomb with grace. It, well, you know, yeah. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not as vulnerable as you think, I feel. Okay. That's right. my take. At some point, you have kind of a shield, a psychic right. shield. Like right now. If this ha if the bombing I had tonight uh. was in the first couple of years of me doing it, yeah, I would have been like, "Fuck this." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm like, that's a learning lesson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Improv, not my thing. I should work on it. Okay. It's a wake up call. Uh. I'm not looking at. I'm not looking as a reflection of how bad I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm joking about it. Sure, I'm uh. self deprecating. But at the end of the day, I know this is a good experience overall. Yeah. And uh, and and I just you know. The second half, I was confident in that. Yeah, yeah. You know, even even if that didn't work, it's like again, I have enough good shows behind me where yeah, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a matter of me improving. So anyway, that's my two cents on it. Like I get it; it is vulnerable at first. Yeah, but if you keep going at it and you really respect the craft, 
And, and it's just work one uh, in front of the other. Just like we talk about pornography, at the end of the day, it just becomes another job. Yeah. The whole titties and, and, and asses, it's fun at first, but then eventually it's like, how can I make this porn look good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, can guys really, you know, slap, you know, jerk yeah. off to this? No, yeah. I think you're 100% right. Like, um, of course I'm right. No, yeah, well, the confidence thing, like, it's, it is like a shield. Like, sometimes it's all you need is just to go up there and be like, this joke's going to work. And so that's just, that just enough. People can sense that you're confident in the material that's going to work, you know? Like, yeah. I'm still trying to figure this thing out, dude. And, like, yeah. surprisingly, last night, like, when I was fucking hammered, like, those dudes I was doing crowd work with, they were like, hey, you're pretty confident up there. I was like, I'm fucking hammered, dude. I don't think I was confident <laughs> at all, but, yeah. like, well, thank you. Liquid but confidence. Liquid confidence. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. But, like, this that comes with time and, like, presence and doing it more to stay consistent with it. Like you're saying, like, like last, like last night, I saw these other guys who were a little, like, they started recently this last year, but I saw them last week at Caravan. They dipped out because the room was tough. And then I was just like, "You got to do it." Yeah, I saw them last last night. I didn't, they didn't mean to come off like preachy or like. Everybody was like, "Look, you guys want to keep doing this? You guys got to, you guys got to stick it out through the, through the tough sets. Do it. It's just the only way we're gonna do it." You got to. I mean, yeah, because the Caravan in Williams is the reason why I'm confident to do bar shows in Central California or yeah. even bar shows anywhere else in, in the country. I've been. Yeah, the experience I had at Williams the Caravan, I learned from that. Sometimes you get a little louder. Sometimes you gotta get a little aggressive. Sometimes, yeah. But then your your shows, you know, for Scotty taught me is like if there's shows where people are, are paying attention, you know, you could really, you know, you be a little more subtle, subtle or really, yeah. you know, you can let it breathe. But you can't, you can't. I don't know. I mean, everybody to its own. But eventually, you can't really cherry pick. Yeah. Uh, what 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 vibes or what you know crowds to be on. Uh, the thing I like about Woodhams and Caravan is you are a. Uh, you're basically an interloper. Derek, the destroyer. Derek, the destroyer. Is that a motorhead? Chowda. Chowda. You out of here? Yeah. I never even you saw you show night, up. Man. Yeah. I never even saw you show up. Have you, where I were didn't you know hiding you were out? here. Yeah. He showed up in the middle of my set. Oh, okay. I think he did. Happy birthday, sir. Thank Happy you. Birthday. Thank you. Chowder. Can you say hi to the Like Chowder. Audience? Actually, dude, can you get on for a couple minutes? Yeah, get on for a few minutes. Are you sure? Have yeah. a seat. Yeah. Wait, wait. Is that okay with you? You're, yeah, it's your part. It's, I don't. There's no rules. No, because I'm making a point, and I think I, I think Chowder here is a great point. I remember, I remember him performing it for Scotty. How's your levels in your headphones? Are you okay? Or is I it can hear much? you guys good. Okay, performing for for Scotty for the first couple times. How nervous were you? Oh, nervous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was really yeah. bad. I was kind of wrecked. I wasn't necessarily as nervous as I just. But you, your point is, that you were nervous. And that kind of reflects in the performance, but now he kills, dude. He's he's confident on stage, right? So would would you say your confidence has yeah, gotten that's better? What I would say uh, I was so unconfident, more than nervous. Yeah, because I still get nervous. Yeah, it's and nervous like is good actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get nervous, but, but I was, no, no, no. I was but there's unconfident. An, well, there you go. You know what? I was unconfident. So I'm gonna pay a compliment to Derek the Destroyer right now. So I've watched you progress for one year. I've been in the game for one year. Yeah, I can tell you, it was about. Six months ago, where this something happened in you. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, because yeah. it was about six months ago. And he started, your stuff started where you, the way you were delivering and the way you were holding yourself on stage. I said, Oh, I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened. But now his material is connecting with people. Mm. Whereas before, you were still doing good, you were hanging in there, but I think there was a, it didn't connect. I could still use the, I could use the material that wasn't connecting and it connects now. Yes, because yeah. I've not I haven't learned how to 
deliver as well, much I don't as I got. I just got to learn to do my. That's me yeah. on stage. You're Com- very confident. Too confident to be you on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah confident yeah. to be myself. So, like, so that, that's the part of something yeah. p- like you said. Yeah. It's subconscious. No one knows about what it is cr- yeah. about bombing anymore. Yeah. I took in bombing and crushing or doing well at the sa- taken as, as the same. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny that you noticed that. Yeah, yeah. no, I noticed. So it. that's the point I'm trying to make. It, it's like, but then when you saw me, maybe three, four, you saw me four because I did your show about four years ago. You might not remember, but I was really unconfident and nervous as shit. And yeah, you probably got me off stage within a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the first, I, I remember the first time you did great after Scotty. I hugged you. We hugged. We group hugged you on stage. Yeah, that me was you really standard. Because we saw him develop. But the point is, like him and many others in the South Bay, yeah. they're not cherry-picking what stages to get on. No. you got you got to do them all. Yeah, this guy works. You know, dive bars, cafes. you got to do them all. you, you got to adjust, and you got to learn to be confident on stage. So Speaking I, I, the truth. Yeah. So so th- that's why that's why I think I got pissed off with that guy. He was like, I'm five years in, and I can't do clean rooms. I'm like, well, here's the thing. You never have can't in front of something. You just do it. You, you get just better. gotta do it. You get Yoda. Better. Yoda said, "There is no try. <laughs> yeah, you know. Either do or do not." Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he said. He said, mm-hmm. yeah. "Yeah, do or do not. There is no try." Yeah. Holy shit, Frank Oz, son. That was good. That was a good Yoda. But, but people come in thinking they could get great in a matter of months or whatever. Uh, it's like it takes time, dude. dude. It takes time. Just relax. And everybody, everybody's on their own pace. It just takes some people. It takes longer. Sometimes it takes shorter. Yeah. There's outliers every time, but most of the time, like you said, it's grinding and pace. It it takes time, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, I'm barely f- five years in, and I'm barely feeling confident. Yeah. With my material. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or four years in. Yeah. First couple of years, I, I was afraid. You say, Jorge, you're you're going up at you know we're doing a show at a church, so it has to be squeaky clean. I'll be sweating bullets. Fuck! I can't fucking do this. I, yeah. I I don't want to fucking here. Yeah, it's yeah. not for me. You know, I think I'm more of you know blue, whatever the fuck. Yeah. But as more time goes on, the more diversity of mics you hit up, you're like, okay, I got this. Yeah. On a whim. Yeah, you have it, to grind. Yeah. In Santa Cruz, I did a mic. We thought it was just a regular mic. As soon as I got on stage, the guy says it's a clean mic. Right when I got on stage. <gasps> oh. Fuck. And I said, cool, not a problem. Yeah. That would not be me. Two, three years ago. That oh, would not be me. No, I'd shit myself out of you, dude. I'd be like, oh, no. fuck. I, so, so yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was like, there's like one or two jokes I can think I can put like together for like two minutes maybe. Yeah. But then after that, it's like yeah. sinking. Depends so, on what level you're at Yeah. in the game. Yeah. So I guess to close this off, this, what my, my, my argument was, uh, at, at first, it's okay to feel vulnerable. Yeah. At first, it's it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to not feel like you belong to a mic or whatever group, mm. whatever. It's fine. That's normal. It's just making but sure. But at some point, it you, goes away. You just got to keep res- putting the time in, respecting the craft. But not, not, and what by respecting the craft, I mean, like, really develop your voice, really, really study, like, really look. I think, I think comedians should look at more live comedi- comedy oh, by professionals. I, I'm glad you said uh, that because yeah. I think a lot of this stuff, the reason there's a comedy boom, you said boom, and I agree. Yeah. Not boom. Um, did you say boom? Yeah, you said boom. I agree with that. And the reason is because of Netflix. Because here's why. No, I think it's Joe Rogan. I think the podcast podcasting got more for pe- sure. Bill got more Burr, people. Rogan. Okay. Well, well it's anyway, it's a culmination. It's a culmination yeah. of all of it. And then on top of that, people kind of want to uh, 
I don't. They want to laugh, man. Yeah, I've people. What do you mean by that? Want. They don't want to laugh. No, no. People want to laugh. Wanna laugh. Oh, everyone yeah. wants to laugh. I've noticed that people. It's like coming. Everyone wants to come. It's uh, wants well, to laugh. Well, well, the thing is, dude. Like laughing is such an instinctual thing. So even a person who does not want to laugh, if you get them laughing, that's that's killer. So yeah. so, so that's huge. Let, let, but let's you, circle you, back to yeah. the boom and the, what started this whole conversation off was you said a, a comic made a statement that it's the purest art form. And then me and you both kind of disagreed. I don't think it's the purest art form. What is the purest art form? I don't know the fuck that means. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to definize purest art form. It's a it's a it's a very pure art form. It's and and so then what I went the road I went down is it's a vulnerable and then your point was well it can be vulnerable in the beginning but at some point you got to walk up there and say I got this. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't be. Yeah, of, but it's the, good the to funniest be shit well, usually is the vulnerable shit. Sometimes. Sometimes. Right, fun, right. Oh, never mind. No, but I agree what you're saying, and you're right. Sometimes you're doing material that's vulnerable, which I saw on yes, on Saturday with Tom Rhodes. There, at first, he started very jokey, but at the end, he got very personal and very vulnerable, and they added a whole new – it made the set feel more nutritious. He lulled them into it. Right, which, which is fine. I, I'm just saying, like it's it's at the end of the day, it's work. It's work. It's it's yeah. the vulnerability of of shyness or or of insecurity. Hopefully, yeah, you know, dissipate dissipates as as you keep doing it. Maybe maybe purist is the wrong word. Maybe it's, it's the most naked art form for sure. I, I would say one of the. It's I one mean, of the most naked yeah, I mean, ones. Yeah, because you're stripped down to having to make somebody uh, have feel emotion. From just talking, yeah, There's no, yeah, nothing else. There's no instrument, not, no, no lyrics, yeah, no, no comedy troupe up there, yeah. no, no, uh, no. Uh, what's the stuff that you've in a play? The stuff that you know, script. See, no, there's the, no, script. It, no, there's no script. There's no stuff Setting. up. On, there's no set on yeah. the stage. The set is just you and a mic, you know, yeah. and that's really hard. It is kind of audacious to be you know. to be like, give me your attention. I'm going to tell dick jokes. I, I but, but hopefully you have an act that you've developed. Yeah, you yeah. have to have so, an act so that you develop. So in some way, that's a script. In some ways, that's yeah, a... Yeah, that is a script. You're right. I'm, I mean, unless you're going full-on riff and crowd work, then yeah, I guess, or improv. Well, you usually... I mean, uh, depending if you write everything word for word, but uh, t- t- you still riff in a set. Or move stuff around, or depending on how a crowd's reacting to you, right? You know, it's still, it's still a, a a work in progress. Even if you have a script, you know, most people have a, you know, what? stuff that they're 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 material. It's just having an act, essentially. Yeah. It's having an act. Yeah, you know, poetry is a. You got to have your act but together. But poetry is also is a little. Because you don't have to. You don't have to make people laugh from the to, gut. Yeah. Well, for yeah. me, poetry is more more vulnerable. Doing poetry for me, it's a lot harder than doing stand-up. You know what? Uh, I, I, I see that. So I harder agree with that. Harder, but now no, it's necessarily uh, vulnerable. Well, I, I, I find it more vulnerable. You can just go up there and talk, and talk jibber-jabber, too, and just have yeah. wordplay really well. But if you write something you. and you're attached to it, because I have this problem as a writer. Yeah. Writing something and then showing it to someone else yeah. is tough. the worst. I would rather get up there and tell, um, oh, nice. Where'd you find that? Oh. Oh, nice. Thank Where's Bimo? <laughs> we we interviewed him earlier. <laughs> we interviewed him earlier. I will say, uh, poetry is the yin and the yang of the same coin. Like, 
like uh, heads, like you know, uh, poetry and comedy are the most similar to me. Where they're like this, they're, they're like the yin and yang of each other. Like it really is really like poets and comics are super similar, but yet completely opposite because what they're doing is different, but yet it's still a person with a mic on there. And it just seems like poetry and comedy is very. I I think reading what I've written, it's harder than going. Even though I write my jokes, I write my jokes. They're all written on paper somewhere. But going up, I go, I'm a comedian. But to have a serious thought, and then write it down, and then read it to someone, that I can't do that. Well, what do you think about like the beginning of your set where you want to make the crowd on your side? So like. Do you want to? Do you guys start with? You guys have an opener already. Yeah, I have. I try to have a joke for my opener. I try to have a joke that has a punch within like ten words or fifteen words. I don't. I don't want to dilly dally around. So my opener jokes are always literally a sentence. But that's me. I'm only one year in. And then and then if it bombs, that's fine. Okay, that bombs. All right, now let me go into maybe a longer setup. But whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to dick around. I, I want it to be established. Within the first 20 seconds that I'm here to be goofy. Do you guys want to play along? And then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Well, is that you in your personal life? Uh, well, you feel like that's a reflection of him as a person, the way he, he con- yeah, constructs an act. Yeah, I would think you would start. Uh, well, no, uh, th- it eventually becomes. It, it, uh. I think hopefully you want it to be you naturally on stage unless you're doing an act. You know, there is. I got a lot of act. I mean, a lot of what I, some of what I say is truth, and some of what I say is misdirection. Which which is which is fine if your life. I, I just really think like. For myself, I don't necessarily think the best comics do that. I think for myself, I have to bring, and what I like in a comic more myself is who they are. Like if I saw them on the street, they'd be almost they'd be personally basically. Who they are on stage. Which are a lot of my personal favorite comics. Yeah, you take Richard, Richard Pryor, and Carlin, and they were themselves. Well, I would think Carlin's more of an act in my eye. I don't okay. necessarily know if you, if you talk to Carlin, yeah. he would do, he would be, his act, and his act wasn't always necessarily super funny as it was yeah. as much as a TED talk. But yeah. that dude did a new hour every six months. Yeah, you know, uh, and Richard again, I'm thinking more myself. Like Bill Burr, uh, who's the guy that does? I Opie wonder Anthony sometimes Anthony. with Bill Burr though. I think the temper is an act; it's a persona that he's played up. No, I believe I think uh, after seeing him in a lot of interviews now, uh, uh, that's that's. But him. I could do my act in interview after interview and still you be know, a persona. I, I think that's really him though, because like there's this clip where like he's like. Gets confronted by this news host about like, oh, didn't you come out the Catholic Church pretty hard? And he goes, don't you think the Catholic Church came out those kids pretty hard? And then, they yeah. g- and then like the newscaster was just like, floored. Well, that yeah. and plus he comes from a different school where motherfuckers roast each other all the time. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people are oversensitive about yeah, he's from being Boston, critical dude. about other people's work, like yeah. kind of shitting on your friend's shit just as normal. But yeah. Patrice O'Neill's another person. Yeah, yeah. That if you kicked it with him at the table, he'd be just like he is on stage. Uh, some other New York comics are like that, but then I would think Joe Rogan seems like he would be like he's a West, he's the East comic West. I'm trying to think of West comics, but 
You know, you know what I'm saying? Like usually No, I get your it. Your funniest cats are very that genuine. Very genuine on stage yeah. and super funny off stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not I think really I, I think you can be a dope ass comic not being funny off stage, but I think being funny off stage should be like the first thing of why you're getting in comedy. Not why you're getting in comedy, but I mean it, talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're cuz like you if you're just There's a predisposition to see the funny in every If you're not naturally scenario. funny, you have to work twice as hard as somebody who is. Yeah. To to uh, you know, you might be the best joke writer in the world. But if it, if it seems like a lie coming out of your mouth and you're not funny. Yeah. It it doesn't hit with me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like No, I, I get it. Most of the people I see that are extremely good and and get sharp in their craft and get quicker at being a comedian are naturally extremely funny off stage. Yeah. And I see some of the funniest people off stage should be doing comedy. Just them the natural shit is funnier than I see people's acts. Yeah. Yep. You know. We good? Yeah. Okay. Right. You you wanna give your take of the show tonight? You wanna just give my take of the show? It's pretty good. I liked it. I had good fun. Times. It's a weird show and I love this show. It's my weird little baby. It's awesome. <laughs> Well, it's, it's the first. It's the first time you had it here, right? Actually, here you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This is the first. This is the first of season oh. two. This is the first one. So, season two. It, it was weird, but it was good. I liked it. I like getting weird, diverse groups. Like I felt like it was super diverse, as opposed to just like all kind of the same style of comedy. Like I love how Jeff approached it. Like Jeff blew me away. Apple bump. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. each he didn't show the audience before, he showed them after. And him showing the prompt was the punchline. What, what was that? What was that game you play where you fill in the words? Oh, Mad Libs. It felt like Mad, Mad Libs. Yeah. yeah. Like, he crushed. Like, it was awesome. And then uh, I loved how you did it, bringing somebody up. And she was like, no, no. She was no. terrified. I loved it. I I, I, I just uh, set the bar low. That's no, 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 no. What's up? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I think we're going to close it out. Um no, because they're they're tr- I think they're trying to close out the place. But uh, I no, I love. I mean, that's the thing. That's what I love is that everybody takes it in such a different way. And like, like BJ flipped through it before, but like made it funny how he was flipping through it. Uh, like, I mean, Clay crushed. Like, I thought Kyle did awesome. I loved how Kyle did it. Like, and that's why that's what I love about the shows because it's just it's a way to take something and to look at it, and then it like I could use the exact same envelopes every week and have a completely different show. Because it does, I could have I use the same envelopes, use the same comedians, ha- and have a completely different show. It wouldn't matter because of how different everybody plays each thing. Like there, hundred percent have been words that I have repeated, and like I've do- double up, doubled up on prompts, and like it's been completely different. Like there was a prompt tonight that Tyler Standard got when he did it, like week one or two, I think. I don't remember what prompt it was, but I remember he was th- he like watched it happen. He was like, "Oh, I didn't take it that way," and I was like, "Yeah, that's why I love it. Like, cause it's super different. It's super awesome." I will say that there is one phrase that does get repeated in a lot of these shows, which is, "Ruben, what the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. Is when people go, "Who wrote these, Ruben?" Yeah, that tracks. Uh, the best thing <laughs> that everyone has ever said about the prompts is Pete Munoz was a halftime show, and he looked at all the prompts on the ground. And he goes, "Oh, this is just jokes Ruben couldn't write for himself." Oh. And I was like, he's not wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I absolutely love. So this is the first and the second season, correct? 
Yeah, it's round so one, season two. People there I listened to, and who was the winner? Who, uh, Clay, Newman. Clay Newman. Clay Newman. Won. He was great. So he's yeah, coming he's back. He's coming back in it's February. Audience to know who was rocking. I, I think. I think. I. I don't know. I don't even it. know. I mean, I have no fucking. Clue. All right. I. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. They're closing right. up. Okay. Here, I'll give it back to Jorge. It was fun being on this podcast for oh. a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good time. Hi. All right. Well, the hostess took off. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, what do you guys think about fucking your guys' careers? It's uh, fun. This is fun. I like having fun when don't do this, but see what happens. I what just do you, do you think your importance of openers are? Come again? Open it because that's what we were talking. I was talking oh, about. Oh, an openers. opener. Yeah. I think it's really important. I think you it's good to have a. I think it's good to have an opener because you, you want to get the the. Are you down okay. to flip your opener to your closer and then? Uh, oh, right. that kind of opener. No, no, no. Like, I mean, uh, joke. He's talking about the joke. Likewise, not yeah. the, the comedian. I was like, yeah, openers are important. You want to get the crowd well, going. I, I, was just uh, I don't think you articulated that fully, in terms Derek. Of the joke. Um, I don't know. I guess this podcast is a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. You guys have a fucking you're, great. You know what? You're just gonna have to. You're just gonna have to get my opinion next time. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Matt. You have to. Matt has to have me next time. <laughs> Future booking. No, no. Yeah. We do a proper pod. We haven't done a proper pod. All right. Well, let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh